The angel Gabriel's coming to Mary was an event full of unexpected surprises. And each of these unexpected elements reveals a great deal about God's intentions for humanity in the new covenant of Jesus. To begin in announcing the birth of Jesus, God did not choose a priest, nor did he elect a prophet to be the first to receive the news. Instead, God chose a poor girl, probably no older than 14 years old, who was pledged to be married to a man who had a significant lineage, but who had no position of authority in Israel. In delivering the most significant news in human history to the people of Israel and then to the world, God stepped outside of the old covenant of Sinai. The word was not mediated through a priest or a prophet. It was given directly to a girl whose specialness to God did not come from status, from pedigree, or from position. In the new covenant of Jesus, God was moving away from the priority of priests and prophets to what the Apostle Peter would later call a priesthood of all believers. This is part of the good news of Christianity, part of the gospel of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people and that all God's people would be priests before him. It signaled God's intention for the end of hierarchy, the end of structural obstacles intended to control access to God by limiting the field of those who could gain access to him. The good news of Jesus is that God has poured out his spirit on all people. The greatest news ever spoken to humankind was not spoken to a priest or a prophet first. It was spoken to a junior high age girl living in poverty far from Jerusalem. Luke's next insistence is that God was moving from male priority to gender equality. Female leadership was not unheard of in the First Testament. Significant female leaders such as the Judge Deborah and the Prophetess Huldah stand out in my mind as examples of females in positions of authority under the Old Covenant. But even so, male leadership seems to have been the norm, probably due to the curses that God placed on humanity when he first cast us out of the Garden of Eden. More significantly, though, by the time of the New Testament, Judaism had settled on a male leadership-only understanding, both religiously and in the family. However, in the dawning of the New Covenant of Jesus, God did something quite unexpected and quite new. God brought the first news of the birth of Jesus to a woman. Even more, God gave this young woman the opportunity to respond without first consulting her husband or her father. Now, according to the law that God gave at Mount Sinai, a woman was not allowed to make vows on her own. If she was unmarried, then her father had to ratify her vows. If she was married, then that responsibility rested with her husband. Now again, it was not unprecedented for God to bring news to a woman. In the book of Judges, for instance, God had sent an angel to tell Samson's mother that she was going to become pregnant. But in the case of Samson's mother, she made no promises, she made no vows, and she went immediately to inform her husband as the law required. What was unique in the case of Mary is that God invited her to make a covenant with him. And she agreed to that covenant without consultation or submission to either her father or her fiancé. God came to a woman, to Mary, 
And she responded unilaterally with an oath to God. She said, let it be to me as you've said. That technically was against the covenant of Sinai. It was a failure to submit to her father or husband as the means through which God would minister to her. But God invited her to do it. And he is the Lord of the covenant. Whatever it means for the man to be the head of the wife, as Paul has taught the church in 1 Corinthians 11, it means something different in the new covenant of Jesus than it did under the old covenant of Sinai. Because God came to Mary, independent of her father and independent of Joseph, we in the Christian church must recognize a different understanding of male and female in the new covenant than was in place in the old covenant. Paul summarizes it by saying, in Christ there is no male and female. The new covenant of Jesus instructs wives, of course, to submit to their husbands, but also instructs husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for her. And all of that has been summarized by the Apostle Paul in the wonderful statement from Ephesians 5, submit yourselves one to another. In visiting Mary, the angel Gabriel both did something unexpected and prophesied something unimaginable. He did not come to the temple or to a priest. To inaugurate the new covenant of Jesus, the angel went to a commoner. He went to a woman and to a town outside of Jerusalem. He went to Nazareth. But there's even a bit more. Gabriel declared to Mary that the holy presence of God would no longer be found in the temple's holy of holies. Instead, the very presence of God would overshadow her and conceive a child in her womb. The holy presence of God would come upon Mary, and the presence of God would tabernacle in human flesh. The presence of God with us would move from a place, the temple, to a person, to Jesus, our Messiah. And God's presence didn't stop there. After Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he poured out his spirit, He poured out his presence on all those who would follow him. So in fact, God's presence went from a place under the old covenant of Sinai in the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle and then later the temple to a person in the new covenant of Jesus and then to a people, to the true disciples of Jesus, to the true church. In sending Gabriel to visit Mary, God both did something unexpected and announced something unimaginable. He did not come to the temple. He did not come to a priest. To inaugurate the new covenant of Jesus, the angel went to a commoner, to a woman, and to a town outside of Jerusalem, to Nazareth. Even more, God invited this young woman to covenant with him, independent of any of the hierarchical structures that existed in her society. And finally, let's consider Mary's response. Often, when God appeared to people in the First Testament and proclaimed what he was about to do, the people asked for a sign that would demonstrate that what was said was truly a word from God. Now, there's nothing wrong with this. One might read the covenant of Sinai as teaching the people to do this. Earlier in the Gospel of Luke, an angel also appeared to a priest named Zechariah to declare to him that he and his wife, Elizabeth, would have a child in their old age. When Zechariah heard the news, he asked for a sign. In Luke 1, verse 18, he said, How will I know this? We might also recall that throughout Jesus' ministry, the crowds often asked him, too, for a sign. 
to prove that what he was saying was indeed from God. But Mary did not ask for a sign. Mary asked only for an explanation. Instead of Zechariah's, how will I know that this is true? Mary simply asked, how will this come about? What she was being told seemed impossible to her. So she asked God how it was going to be done. After all, how could a first century woman conceive a child without ever having been with a man? Even more, this sort of miracle was unprecedented in the history of God's dealing with humans. He had never done that before. So appreciating perhaps the spirit and legitimacy of Mary's question, the angel explained to her how such a thing would be accomplished. But notice that Gabriel gave Mary no sign to assure her that his words would come true. Mary simply accepted the angel's word on faith. She simply trusted God without asking for any sign. She didn't put out a fleece like Gideon did, and she didn't require some sort of guarantee, as Zechariah asked. What I'm suggesting is that Mary's act of faith has revealed a new standard for following God in the new covenant of Jesus. In the new covenant, in the new agreement of Jesus, God was moving from guarantees to faith. Mary asked for no signs, no guarantees. She accepted God's word to her through the angel Gabriel, and she proceeded in faith, not knowing whether the road ahead of her that God was inviting her to walk would be one filled with joy or one filled with pain. And it turned out Mary's road of faith was a mixed bag. After she became pregnant, her journey began with her fiancé believing she had been unfaithful to him. (laughs) And that's pretty legitimate concern. It took another angelic visitation to convince Joseph not to leave her. Of course, as hard and demanding as being a parent can be, I'm sure it was a blessing to raise Jesus. Perhaps those were wonderful days. Nevertheless, she also had to watch her firstborn son die a horrible, painful, and humiliating death in front of her eyes. I wonder if the days of joy with young Jesus were any consolation for her as she watched him breathe his last on the cross. The road of the new covenant of Jesus leads to eternal life, which is the greatest promise of material blessing ever given to humanity. But it's often a road on this side of eternity that comes with no guarantees. Like Mary, we walk, we live, we obey, we worship, we give, we persevere out of faith, out of our trust in God, not out of the guarantee of blessing. Jesus' own walk of faithfulness led to the suffering and death of the cross, and he's asked all who would be his disciples to follow him. Jesus himself is the only sign, the only assurance, the only guarantee given to Christians that God's promise of eternal life is true. Jesus' birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension are the signs of the new covenant. He is our guarantee. And the life that follows Jesus is one that perseveres because it believes that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. We do all this as Christians not out of the hope of earthly prosperity, but because we trust the God who asked us, because we love the God who leads us, and because we want nothing more than to spend eternity with him in the new heavens and the new earth. 
I think this is the challenge of faith that Mary puts before us today. May we all have ears to hear. Thanks be to God.